Hello and welcome to the next episode of Getting Ahead with Apprenticeships. In this ep, we're taking a look into what your future could look like with an engineering degree apprenticeship. I'm Katie Thistleton and in the studio today, I'm joined by Dr. Erin Padamudassa from the Faculty of Science and Engineering at Queen Mary University of London, Mark Monaghan from EDF Energy and Paris Small, a software engineering degree apprentice at Jaguar Land Rover. We'll be talking through the exciting experience of becoming an engineering apprentice and the skills you'll gain during your studies. So let's get straight to that first question, shall we? So what is the difference between studying engineering as a degree apprentice or doing a university degree, would you say, Paris? Main things, engineering is such a wide term. There's so many different, you could be a mechanical engineer, an electrical engineer, mine, software engineering. In terms of the traditional university degree apprenticeship, the main thing is that I'm not at university 100% of my time. So I 80% of my time I'm at work and studying and only 20% of my time I'm at the University of Warwick. That's the main difference. I have a lot of projects that I work on. So I have work deadlines on top of university deadlines, but my course is four years, not the typical three that a university come student is. And it's unfortunately paid for by my company, whereas university degrees obviously the pay payments are there. Is that quite typical, would you say, Aaron? Yeah, so just to add on to um, Paris, um, what, what she just said, uh, the I think the main difference when it comes to a traditional um, university degree and an apprenticeship, a degree apprenticeship, is the the fact that the, the curriculum that is developed for an apprenticeship is very much catered to what you call a standard. So a standard that is developed by um, industry professionals and higher education academics that articulate what are the knowledge, skills and behaviours that a particular uh, job role needs to sort of entail. Uh, and right throughout the apprenticeship, what they would be sort of engaging would be those knowledge, skills and behaviours. So so at the end, they would have a specific skill set that they can offer to the employer and um, they can basically jump into uh, the deep end of, um, of work, I would say. So where are you working? I work for Jaguar Land Rover. I'm a software engineering degree apprentice in my final year. So I started back in 2019. Um, in the Midlands is where we're office based. And my university is Warwick, so also in the Midlands. And I live in the Midlands as well as so commuting in. So, but my day job role is very kind of engineering based, software based, but also there's engineers and apprentices at the company that are doing completely different things but still in engineering. So it's like there's such a wide scope of mechanical engineers to electrical engineers to civil engineers to software engineers. I spend most of my time kind of behind my computer actually getting to the back end of things, but also do get the fortunate opportunity to go to the front end with the cars as well. So it's a lot, but it's a lot of responsibility at 18. I took a gap year actually, but at 18, 19 years old, I was like, I don't want to be to uni kind of full time. And now they've got that, like, what are you saying? Knowledge, skills and behaviours to leave my apprenticeship with a full time bachelors of science and then three four years work experience so it's all win-win in my opinion that's really cool so you work more than you study do you yeah. enjoy it that way around yeah definitely when i uh, was in my gap year i was traveling and working and i was like i do not want to go back to kind of full-time education it's not really for me um in the university route so i was looking into degree apprenticeships and at that time back in 2000 there wasn't too much information out there so i was doing a lot of my own research and not too much kind of support from a uh, school and like family and stuff so when i was going through it it was difficult but when you go there I actually realized that this is definitely an opportunity for me. It's the best of both worlds and there's nothing but positive things to say about it, in my opinion. And everyone that I know who's on the same coat as me, friends that I've made and networked with at different industries and different companies all say like it's a positive environment, definitely. 
have a lot of your friends like gone away to university or a lot of them doing traditional degrees um a bit, a bit of both because a lot of my friends now most of my friends are apprentices when you become an apprentice it's almost kind of like you meet so many other apprentices that you didn't even know kind of oh no way i didn't realize you're doing an apprenticeship in that so but my close friends from kind of school were not to go to uni some of them went straight to work we we're kind of a mix of people um so yeah i think that's the beauty of things um because there's a delivery model that um, works for you so some some yeah. some students would want to study first and then have you know their sort of workplace placement. Um, some would like to have that working first aspect and getting that understanding of the professional behaviors and then going to university or doing it side by side, just like what what Paris is doing. So I think I think the beauty of apprenticeships is that there are different delivering models that are being offered. And it's just the just the understanding that you need to have how these different delivery models differ. And what really works for you as a as a learner, because at the end of the day, it's about you um, sort of achieving the best that the sort of opportunity presents. Is the apprenticeship generic or can you specialize in different areas? The course that I'm on is Digital Technology Solutions. It's top two in the country. There's a lot of companies that offer it and there are learning providers that offer it. And with mine, you've got a data analytics, cybersecurity, software engineering, and software with data. So they're the four streams within the course and with software. So you kind of, in the first two years, it's very um, generic. We all do the same modules, we all do the same lectures. And then in my third and fourth year, I actually specialize into just software engineering. So this past year, um, and now I'm doing different lectures. So some of my closest friends are on different lectures to me. So you do get that option, but you have to pick it when you apply at the start. You don't get to choose. How do the fees and funding work compared to a traditional degree? So the beauty of this is that you're not going to have student debt because you're from day one itself. Paris looks thrilled. <laughs> day one itself, um, <laughs> you will be a full-time employee of an organization getting a salary and your tuition fees will be paid by your employer because the employer contributes to something called the apprenticeship levy um, that um, basically pays the, the tuition fees. So Harris is one of those lucky ones. Yeah, and on top of that, obviously you're an employee, so you also get paid as well. A lot of personas out there that apprentices are minimum wage, but that isn't the case, especially for degree apprenticeships. You get a good, good salary because you're working full time. There's definitely a lot of benefits. The benefits that you don't see things like private health benefits, yeah. dental, oh my, I mean, I wish I, I, wish I had the rest of yeah. a degree apprenticeship. For... Yeah, me too. <laughs> Can I go back? Because <laughs> I'm really changing my mind about all my life choices. <laughs> Paris, do you still feel like you can get involved with university life? Good question, because that's one of the things when I speak to students, A-levels, um, people kind of, what's the university experience like? And for me, some of my closest friends are traditional uni students graduated now because I'm in my fourth year of ALF and they're third. But I firstly, I joined societies, I joined sports clubs. Granted, you're not probably going to be able to go out every day because you have a job that you go to, but it doesn't stop you from kind of getting involved. Although I'm only on campus 20% of my time, I still got to go to the societies and the fair and the events in my second year I was in the exec of one of the societies so actually organizing the things and you can get involved but obviously you are an employee so you don't live maybe on campus in your first years you don't really have that kind of student full-time having a like a week off or reading weeks to kind of socialize and stuff you still get to do it mm. but obviously most of the time not your typical nine to five because sometimes the times are different but most of the time you are working so it's just about time management, but you definitely do get to socialize and meet and get some type of uni experience because effectively you are a part-time uni student. So 
you get part-time experience. I, I guess it, it completely depends on the, the learning provider, the university that you're with. I know um, my university is very much focused on improving that student experience. So we make sure that we craft that student experience so that our apprentices um, uh, get the best of both worlds um, uh, while sort of, uh, you know, getting the benefits of all everything that the degree apprenticeship offers um, from a program. And obviously there's a mix of ages in, in the workplace. Have you still managed to make lots of friends that are your age? Yeah, yeah. there's a mix of ages in the apprenticeship space as well because it is typical that most of the people are school leavers, but also you can be apprentice once you've been in, in, in any age. So you're around people that have different experiences in life, but in their traditional kind of professional environment, you still get to learn from people. Some of my closest friends are um, older than me. Some of my also closest friends are in the apprenticeship space that have just started as well, that are 18, 19, still, but so mature. So you're in a massive space to get to network with so many different people for all different experiences in life and i kind of like one of my favorite things about being in the professional environment definitely like that must be a great thing in the workplace as well having all these mixes of ages together it's a lot of ex a lot of different experiences isn't it coming together which presumably makes a good workplace yeah and that's, that's our key focus for us uh, in a, a team-man company so we want that complete mix of ages diversity backgrounds gender identification we want all that and because it gives everybody a different viewpoint which is how we solve the problems and how we get the best solution for everybody yeah so that's absolutely key for us to have a way to i mean just imagine the, the networks that they will be building that will just grow yeah on growing i mean um as they as they progress in their careers they'll just be adding on to those networks and 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 it's uh, there's no limit because you get the you get your work networks, um, university networks, and yeah, the opportunities are probably endless. Double the friends, yeah, double the double the friends, the work friends, the uni friends, everyone. In my final year, so I was kind of like planning, kind of what next steps, um, not in terms of kind of career, but just kind of I'm. Um, I don't get to kind of hide behind that I'm an apprentice because I'm in my final year now. So, um, so on social media and LinkedIn and you're connecting with so many different people, but like also in the university aspect, there's so many different people on my team alone. I work for obviously a huge company. There's so many people that you can go to for support that can help you, that you can learn from. So it's like endless. Yeah. How do degree apprenticeships differ throughout England, Northern Ireland, Wales and Scotland? So I think the main difference is when it comes to how uh, apprenticeships are acknowledged. Um, I think the difference is, um, is rightfully seen in in England um, and Scotland. I would say that's that's the main difference. Um, I guess the English uh, uh, universities and uh, training providers identify that as uh, degree apprenticeships, while the Scottish providers acknowledge it as graduate apprenticeships. I think it's a it's a case of terminology difference and in terms of how they sort of deal with the uh, those KSPs, the standards and the frameworks. But for a student, I think it's only the, the terms that they need to be sort of engaging with. When it comes to everything else, it would be the same thing. Great, the opportunities are there across, across exactly. all four nations, which is great. What support do apprentices get from their employers, Mark? So for us as a, an employer of I think a thousand apprentices, um, <clears throat> the key thing for us is the young people away from home for the first time um, and as a, a father, I would want to make sure that my children are treated the same. So we have the kind of ho the home life support, so they're away from home, um, financial advice, um, and then getting into more things like 
uh, mental health, having all of that medical support and access to all of those supports and in career support um, because they are with us to go on and hopefully become the, the leaders of the company in the future. So all of those areas we cover, um, including support accommodation, full-time wages, to health and we've got an onlet we've got an onsite GP. Wow. Um so so we all, we offer all of those and, and that's available to all the students. We have a huge emphasis on safeguarding because um uh, the uh, apprenticeships have now fallen into the Ofsted framework, which means that we have to ensure that we safeguard the learners uh, throughout their learner journey. And for us safeguarding is from a well being standpoint, mental health. But just like what Paris said, like doing that occupation health assessment mm -hmm. to really understand where, um, where what is their starting point and what level of support can they provide, um, and and we 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 do that from both the university side as well as the employer side, mm -hmm. having them that learning support, uh, that mentoring support, that coaching. Um, I think when you really look at the entire package, I think. I think the apprentices get a lot of support mm, yeah. coming from both the employer yeah, and the university. It sounds like so you've got you've got double because you can go to university yeah. for certain support, can't you? But also you've got your employer looking after that. It sounds like a bit. Yeah, and my um obviously my line manager is my main point of contact because I'm working the most of the time. But I have a mentor at work. I have a mentor personally at university. I have a supervisor at university who I meet with every twelve weeks to kind of go through. Okay, what? How did you achieve in these assignments? How is it going? What? Are, what are your goals? Kind of how are you in general? And then also a project supervisor. But then also on top of that, there's tutors and all these. There's so many people that you can go to if you need help because effectively it is like you said you've got your work and you've got your university so it's double the support. And obviously, Mark, you know, people are learning on the job. Mistakes might happen. Is that something that people should be worried about? How do you deal with that? If somebody hasn't made a mistake, then they've not been trying. <laughs> That's a good way of putting so, it. Um, we've all made mistakes, and if you ask any of our team, we've all made mistakes. We, I'll hold my hands up. I've had some, I've had some big mistakes and some <laughs> some, some late nights. Um, we work on a, a people say a no blame culture, but a just culture. If you have made a genuine error, then we're here to support you, you're an apprentice. We, it's our job to take you from being a school person to being a, a higher performing young person going off to be the future of the company. So that's our, that's our job to do that. You trip up along the way, then it just shows us where you need further support and it should act on us, not you guys. Yeah, I think that apprentices aren't expected, anyone isn't expected to kind of be perfect when I was coming in at the company, going from the ground kind of up. So it's like, what can I do? How can I learn? And not necessarily making awful mistakes, but you are going to learn from maybe things that you could have done better. It's normal. And then you take that into your next project that you do. You take that into your next assignment that you do. Like there's something I learn new every day about kind of the company I work with, the people I work with, this, the, the industry that I'm in. And it's just really amazing that you get that opportunity because it makes you build on you, you as a person, personal development and professional development. So it's the positive, I'd say. And for me, it's somebody who's coming towards the middle of their career, I'll say politely. <laughs> Having people from 16 to 20 teaches me things because yeah. how do we talk to people? What keeps young people interested? And young people are usually far more up in IT and <laughs> Have they been teaching you how to use your phone, Mark? Be honest. <laughs> Have they been getting you on TikTok? Presentations, <laughs> Excel, all those kind of things that... When I went to school, I'm not as prevalent. 
of course. It's a diversity of products. Lots of people do come to me. <laughs> so, I'm an engineer, yeah. Well, it's that diversity again, isn't it? Like you say, as you were saying before, if you get people from all different backgrounds, all different ages, genders, races, you've just got all these different um, skill sets and all this different information that you can all put together, and that, that makes a great working team. Does a degree apprenticeship in engineering translate into a job when you're finished, Mark? So for ED, EDF, the company I work for, we offer all students, as long as they meet their performance criteria, a role at the end. Uh, and possibly uniquely for people coming off apprenticeships, apprenticeship, sorry, they get a choice of roles. So rather than you having to find a role and apply for it, we as the teams are asked to put forward our roles that we would like them to consider. And then they apply, we go through a process and the, the students get their um, choice of one, two or three and, and they get to pick. So that's maybe a slightly unique position that people wouldn't normally find themselves in. Yeah, that's great. I'm in my final year now, so um, when I finish, it is likely that they'll offer me, offer me a job. It's like my contract that states that you have to stay for X amount of years, but you've been working for a company for three, four years. The likelihood is they're gonna, there's going to be a role for you because you've been working in that role for three, four years. Yeah, but also if you want to go to a new event, new venture, maybe in the same field, industry, you can still do that. And you're leaving, obviously, with a degree and also the work experience. I think it's um it it's very much depending on the employer. So some employers would would have already have that um figured out uh, at the time that the apprentice joins in 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 from a from an organisation standpoint. So uh so some of my apprentices would get their contracts um in you know the start of January, um the year that they finish. So they don't have the, uh, the additional stress of having to search for jobs applying and things like that. Um, whereas some employers would have would wait until they finish and then go through the traditional process of recruitment. But then um, I do have some of my apprentices who've gone in completing a degree apprenticeship and then going on to higher education. So one of my apprentices um, have um, completed a DTSB uh, software engineering degree apprenticeship and now is um, doing a master's in aerospace engineering. What do you think people's perceptions of apprenticeships are? I think it's uh, so. One thing I, I I confront when it comes to parents is, is this something that's going to open up opportunities, or will this be seen as something negative? Um, and I have to always say, you know, apprenticeships are no longer considered to be that blue collar associated with blue collar occupations. There are white collar. I mean, look at look at Paris herself. I mean, she's a software engineer working for a leading company. Uh, and, and that's what a degree apprenticeship offers. It offers more opportunities um, with all the benefits that it provides. So I think the stereotype, this perception needs to be changed. Um, and I think it's the, the gatekeepers, like the parents, the teachers need to understand that. Um, things you know, change. You just have changed. Things, yeah. things uh, since how it was, um, uh, you know, uh, 10, 20 years ago. So. And not even so when I applied, um, which is only three, four years ago, like four years ago, the persona was still like, you hear the word apprentice and you always think kind of maybe less than like making what teas and coffees, not that there's anything wrong with that. But apprentices now do get a lot of responsibility and they're in all different industries. Obviously me being an engineering, but you can be an apprentice in healthcare. You can be an apprentice in cat. You can be an apprentice. There's doctor apprenticeships coming in 2024 yeah. now. So it's, there's a lot of opportunities out there. So the persona around especially negative really once you actually um educate kind of on apprenticeships i don't think you would have that persona it's just maybe just 
that um, bias that people have to advantage. And, and in industrial setting, half of our exec team are all from an apprentice background. Wow. So even our CEO was an apprentice, um, mechanical apprentice at one of the stations, um, and he's now the CEO of the business. And half of the exec team have gone through the same path and on the degree apprenticeship. Um, all of those people are looking at the degree apprenticeships as the future leaders and each each cohort that comes off, people are already being streamlined towards. Paris, do you have to stick to engineering um, or could you change your mind when you finish? Good question. It goes back to um, engineering being such a massive term. Me being a software engineer is very different to a civil engineer, very different to mechanical engineer, but I think most important thing is that degree that you're getting, bachelor's in science. Once you've got bachelor's in science from kind of whatever university you go to, is a good degree to be able to go into whatever field you want to. It wouldn't necessarily say it's in, you have to stay specifically on this stream and you have to go here and you have to go there. No, I would say that you can go into anything. I'm definitely interested in careers in like technology, being in the digital technology space, but also say that, yeah, you get the skills that you learn and the knowledge that you learn of what you actually learn on work is so rewarding to be able to take on to whatever job roles that you want to do in kind of whatever field. I, I would say if you're passionate about something, what you learn, engineering just gives you that additional kind of critical thinking and problem solving to be able to go and become, I don't know, a different, completely different career. So I think that might be another misconception. I don't think I realised that the degree is just the same as any degree. Same. So I thought, oh, right, you've got to be in that job now. But that's not true. You've got that degree. You've got all that experience, but it doesn't mean you have to carry on in that role. The opportunities are endless because, you know, we're talking about digital transformation. So every, almost every industry is going to, is confronted with this challenge. And I think software engineering is the best, I would say, uh, sort of, look at all those problems and fix that in society so uh, what would you say makes a good engineering apprentice anybody who's interested <laughs> that's that's what we want our job is to mold you and show you the path we just want people who will turn up in the right place at the right time with the right equipment and then we'll give you the rest so it's, that's if you're interested and that's where you want to be um i always try to tell people that um if what you're doing makes you want to get out of bed in the morning um, then you find it much easier to go about your your job so find if you can find something you like to do and that interests you then it gets you out of bed in those cold mornings what do you think makes a good engineering apprentice then Paris because you're clearly very good at it so what's your secret <laughs> it's just you're not expected to be an expert you're coming out of um, a university degree and doing a maybe master's apprenticeship or you're do, coming out of A-levels and doing a degree apprenticeship. It's just pick something that you're interested in, same way you'd apply for universities and a course that you're interested in. Do the same with that and just be passionate about it. Um, kind of make yourself indispensable and companies go to your teams, go to your managers once, you, once you're in and be like, this is what I want to do and this is what I want to work for and work for it because you do get that responsibility and that opportunity to make a difference. I had zero engineering experience when I applied. It was more kind of me having that and maths physics a level so it was like that technical knowledge but i had no engineering experience so you're not expected to be an expert you're not expected to have all this experience when you apply but it's about your personality and how you're going to strive to success that is what in my opinion makes a good engineering apprentice employee are there stereotypes would you say of what an engineering student is yes <laughs> 
engineering student generally is it's a male dominated field kind of for one so when you imagine an engineer you might have like a persona in your head but the stereotypes that once you get involved with the I personally like to take on to kind of change because engineering in general nowadays is everyone we talk about everyone is everyone all genders or races or all people that can get involved and do the job so the stereotypes definitely are going away but it is still a male dominated field so for people in engineering that women can be um, role models to people to get involved so if you are a woman out there and you're thinking about a career in engineering and you don't know whether it's for you or not do it and kind of showcase that you can do it as well probably better great so we've already covered that you don't necessarily need to have any direct experience with engineering in order to apply so if someone's listening to this or watching this right now and they think this sounds like me i want to get a degree apprenticeship in engineering is there anything they can be doing now to better their chances each of the companies will have their own websites that will tell you how to go about it. For EDF, we have a program called Young HPC, and that is about gaining people from 16 to 21 up to become apprenticeships. For placements, tours, and all the information that you're going to need to become a successful candidate. And I think all of the companies out there will offer them. It's a bit like University Open Days, and that's just about lending up flats. So I would say if, if that's where you see yourself, or even if you're considering it, join these sort of clubs and, and go and see what it's about. I would say kind of like the LinkedIn, social media, find an apprentice in the company that you want to work for and reach out to them. I mean, there's people that have messaged me um, and I can do nothing but kind of help people in their career path. So go onto LinkedIn, kind of search the company you want to work for, search the role that you want to work for, connect with people and kind of ask them for advice and like they will give it to you. So say that you wanted to find a particular degree apprenticeship in a certain type of engineering, say civil engineering, but actually you couldn't find it. Would it be better doing another type of engineering, a degree apprenticeship in that, or would you be better off going down a traditional degree route? I think the, with the one of the um, opportunities that uh, a student is presented is the the fact that you get that first time experience from day one itself. Mm-hmm. So you from day one itself, you get to know what it's like to be say you get into an apprenticeship in software engineering or civil engineering. You get to see what is what what that job entails. And if you know that this is not what you want to be doing for the next rest of your life, you would basically be able to sort of transfer to something that you want to do. Um, so I think I think what the apprenticeship does is gives you the opportunity to realize this sooner than later. So so that you spend that time in um, investing in something that you're really passionate in, that you see yourself doing for the rest of your life. Yeah, so you've got options to change as well, basically. If you realize that's not the type of engineering for you, it doesn't mean you've got to stick with that. I think, I think plenty of opportunities in terms of transferring to a full-time degree. So if you you might have completed a degree apprenticeship or you, you're on the way to complete a degree apprenticeship, you might drop off thinking, you know what, it's not for me, um, in which case you can transfer your, those credits from, from the university to another program. Um, different universities deal with this in different ways, um, or even um, uh, sort of transfer onto a different um, apprenticeship, um, depending on how it aligns with what you have studied, or even change the employer. I think you can easily change the employer from one employer to the other. So it, it shouldn't affect the, the student in any way. Great. Yeah. And if you can't, say so we use the example civil engineering, you go on UCAS.com, you can't find a civil engineer apprenticeship, but you know you want to do that. Doing a civil engineering 
traditional degree is obviously theory it's mostly theory you're mostly learning lectures you're mostly learning the theory based aspect of it whereas if you used to do, do a degree apprenticeship instead of mechanical engineering you kind of get that experience and you might actually have a feel for mechanical engineering or whatever engineering you've chosen is your calling because a degree apprenticeship gives you that opportunity to actually learn on the job and yeah. you might have your heart set on civil engineering but you might not actually know that mechanical engineering is something you're also interested in and once you finish that then you can go on to civil engineering whereas if you do a university traditional traditional degree after four years and then get a job in civil engineering you might not you might not enjoy it or it might not be specifically for you so i always think giving that opportunity to have that work experience from the degree apprenticeship route looking for an apprenticeship if you can't find one that's specifically there for you there are others out there that you might still enjoy this not everyone also gets their top choice you apply for and it's also an opportunity to apply for as many as you can with many options because you have your top choice but it doesn't mean that you're not going to still enjoy choices two three and four key point is you're leaving you're still getting a degree and mm -hmm. a, a good subject and you've got four years business experience mm -hmm. so those are always going to be transferable yeah yeah so you've got to take those um for what they're worth and, and they'll always give you a good a good firm bedding in any industry. Yeah. But I would say if your if your heart is in a history and if you uh, if you're picking an apprenticeship in software engineering just for the sake of doing an apprenticeship, I wouldn't I would advise not to because you want to be doing something that interests you, that you like. And I would I would strongly suggest to sort of go with what you're interested in rather than just picking something just because it's it's uh, available yeah. great thank you so there we have it would you make a great engineering apprentice a huge thank you to our experts erin mark and paris for sharing their knowledge and experiences with us and remember to check out our other episodes covering different industries from creative and design to engineering thanks for tuning in hopefully you're a step closer to making the right choice for you Hi, Sam from UCAS here. While that episode was packed with great info and insight about apprenticeships, and if you're thinking about an apprenticeship, here are my top tips of what to do next. Firstly, remember you can apply to both university and college courses and apprenticeships. So why wouldn't you? Keep your options open, do your research and make those applications. If you've started a university and college application, your grades, your experiences, the skills you might have referenced in your personal statement can all be used to help you write your CV. Just remember when you're listing those skills to make sure you've got examples to demonstrate how you can actually use them, particularly if you get an interview. Look at lots of vacancies for job descriptions so you know the kinds of tasks and responsibilities that you're going to need to do and be sure to put as much research as possible into the employer. It's really important you know the sort of environment you're gonna be working in. You need to tailor your covering letters and your CVs, and this will help you show your enthusiasm, particularly at interview. Check out Career Finder for our vacancies, but also look at local job sites, LinkedIn, socials. There'll be some fantastic opportunities available in your local and regional areas. It's not just corporate companies that offer apprenticeships.
And remember, not everyone is going to call it a higher or a degree apprenticeship. Some will just refer to the levels. So keep your eyes peeled for level four to level seven apprenticeship. Level four is the equivalent to the first year of university and a level seven is the equivalent to a master's. Be sure to ask your employer if there's the opportunity though to move up through the levels if you'd like to work towards a full degree. Don't forget, you can find out about other industries with Katie by heading to UCAS.com, YouTube, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform.